Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Uh, Jack, at least we're not the Sixers. <laughs> Some would say that the Phillies were the Sixers before the Sixers. <laughs> Coming off the Sixers getting blown out by the Bucks tonight. Uh, it's a an S show over there, but luckily. Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. What are we, five days? Five days from baseball? That's that's all that matters. That's the point. I'm so out on the Sixers because you know what? Don't care. Because you know what? Who cares? Because the Phillies are about to play baseball again. It's really like I'm feeling the juices, Jack. We talked about this last time. I started to get a little like I'm there, man. I'm ready. Let's roll. I saw I saw pictures of uh, Pavetta throwing a bullpen today. Uh, I love I how saw... you go right there. I love how I I talk excitement and it and it's right there. It's good. Well, listen, if, if and you know what sucks is that what was it? <laughs> that was a, that was a good sigh. That was a, that was a, a good sigh right there. What was it? Sunday. It was like <laughs> sixty out, and uh, like you can just tell. You can just tell when baseball's in the weather. Like you can just. The, the grass is, like, kind of dead, but kind of turning green at the same time. It's all, like, it's a little muddy, but that is spring baseball in Philadelphia. That's that's the, that's what I grew up on. That's what I played growing up. That's where that is, that's where, that's just the foundation of my life is that feeling right there. And we're so close. We're five days away. And you know what the sad, but, but thing i promised i wasn't going to do was i wasn't gonna do all these bowl predictions i wasn't gonna do these breakouts i wasn't i wasn't gonna talk myself no every aspect of this team but as we get closer baby let's go as we get closer and closer and closer like i just keep saying i I just keep saying myself like oh these bullpen acquisitions they're, they're gonna find at least two guys I don't know why people are freaking out about the starting rotation. Um, you're like Reese so Hoskins, easy. At least thirty. You're so easy. At least thirty home runs. Well, yeah, I love, it's like I love how you're. Uh, you're I love how you're acting like it's now that 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 spring training is about to start. You're there. You've been there all off season, my friend. <laughs> no, I haven't. I have tried. I have tried my damnest to not talk myself into aspects of this team that I know are like. But I just. Honestly, I can't see Segura being as bad as he was last year. I can't see Hoskins being as bad as he was last year. I can't see like Kingery being as bad as he was in the second half of last. Like I just can't see these things. I know. I get it. But like, <laughs> I just thought of a I great just... nickname for you, Jackie. What? Jackie O. Just like Jackie. What? Jackie O. The first lady, aka Jackie Optimistic. 
Is Jackie O a, is Jackie O a first lady? Oh, dude. Are we are we really going there? You don't know who Jackie O is? Who? Are you serious right now? Is this a real thing? Is this a real thing that you're doing right now? Who's Please? Jackie O? Oh no! Dude, are you serious? Jackie Onassis, Jackie Kennedy, really? Is this a real thing that is happening on this podcast right now? Why why did you say Jackie Kennedy? Jackie O! Oh my god. There's so many other first ladies. Why is she the first first lady? I love you. Jackie O. I don't get Let's go. There's so so many first ladies. Why is she the first first lady? It makes the nickname. No, I'm not like... (laughs) She's Jackie O, man. I see a a lot of holes in your argument, honestly. I think you're showing your age here. High Hopes Nation, please let Jack know who Jackie O is. Other than you, Jackie Optimistic. I like it. No, no, no. I think what everyone here is realizing that I'm solely focused on baseball and don't (laughs) care about anything else. I think everyone else is realizing, wow, Jack's pretty young. (laughs) Dude, I I didn't know who I didn't know who Bobby Brown was married to the other day. What? Like you, yeah, I didn't know who. You didn't know who yeah. Bobby Brown was? Is that the idea? You never knew that he was that Whitney Brown. Whitney Houston's husband, that was not a thing. That and, yeah, didn't know who he's married to. Wow. So, well, there, you, you realize she's dead, right? So not married to her anymore. Right. I am aware of that. Are you, though? Were you until I just said it? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. May have taken me a little bit. We to are off myself. to a start right now, and I am digging it. I am loving where we're at right now. Um, Listen, don't don't question anything of me before like 1993. <laughs> trust, trust, you're, I think you're being a little generous there. I'm just gonna stay yeah. in the 2000s just to be safe. That's a good idea. <laughs> like, yes. That's a good idea. All right, let's dive into it. Shout out to Jackie O. She's beautiful, by the way, Jack. Check her out. Um, all right, Jackie O. Um, now I'm talking to you, not Jackie Onassis. Jack, okay. Jackie Optimistic. Um, are you speaking of which? Are you still? Last time we talked, I was very much on the. I am not optimistic that Chris Bryant is going to be a Philly before the season starts. You were far, far, far more optimistic than I was. Um, it's starting to become a a thing that that Chris Bryant on the block, all that stuff. They have not said that they're going to trade him. They have alluded to the fact that they're happy to hang on to him until the deadline, all that stuff. Are you still as optimistic last time we talked last week that Chris Bryant will, A, get moved, period, and that, B, the Phillies are one of the most likely, if not most likely, teams to land him? Yeah, I'm not sure he's going to get moved. Uh, They don't seem as desperate as it seemed like they were going to be heading heading into free agency. So, like... I don't know if if I was them and I saw what the Dodgers just had to give up to get Mookie Betts, who is better than Chris Bryant. What, nothing um, is that what you're saying? Like giving him nothing? <laughs> like unbelievable. Well, now Alex Verdugo is a nice player. The the interesting thing, the Betts trade, and I'm sure they're gonna iron it out. But right now, in in peril, I suppose. Brewster Gratterall not passing the physical. Um, Brewster Gratterall is a really good pitching prospect too. Um, yes, like legit, like Brewster Gratterall. A plus name first and foremost. Brewster Gratterall is an A plus yeah. plus name. He's really good, like a legit pitching prospect. So you're right; they didn't get nothing back. But considering it's Mookie Betts, even in the last year of a contract, whatever, like it seemed like to me. 
It seemed light. I agree with you. But then you're, you're then you're factoring in the price contract, and Alex Verdugo is really only a year. Uh, like he was a year ago, he was considered a top twenty prospect. So, and he's and he's had and success he in the majors. Like he's a good player, platoon success, but still like a a nice player. I mean, he hit three hundred last year. I he's mean, a good player. He's not the centerpiece of a Mookie Betts trade, though. Like if I had told I, you, okay, we agree. Right, I, I, I agree. I don't think he is either. But I'm just saying, if I'm the Cubs and I'm seeing that uh, they were only able to get that for the second-best player in baseball a year away from hitting for agency, and I I would be shocked if Chris Bryant didn't hit free agency. And you know right now that there are three teams in one division who need Chris Bryant. I would look to maximize his value. Like I, I know that's you know a crime these days, saying that if you're not going to pay a guy, then... Like why why not try to win or whatever? But this is not how these teams operate. So you have to you have to factor that in when you're talking about baseball in 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 2020. Is that these teams are maximizing return on investment rather than trying to win? And I just think that if if like I don't think you get Bohm and Kingery with him being a year away from free agency, but I think you can get that right now. Like I think that they could maximize how much they can get in return for a guy that's going to leave so i would i would i would try to move chris bryant i would definitely try to move him to only the phillies and not the braves or nationals if smart, i was the, smart the Cubs. smart yes so so i i don't it seems like it's trending in the direction that they're going to keep him, but i think that could also just be them waiting for for a, a blow me away offer yeah no and i think look um they got, and I, I think we all expected it, so it's not like it's not surprising, but when, when they won that grievance and Chris Bryant lost it, that really gave them a lot more leverage. Like, it allowed them to keep him until the deadline. It did. I mean, there's a huge difference between trading down someone who's going to be a free agent at the end of the season at the deadline and trading someone who's got a year and a half of control left. Like, that's a, a massive difference. And his value increased for them as a result of it. And, and if you're the Cubs, like, I get it. If I were them, I'd probably wait till the deadline too. I mean, you still have a year and a half. Even if you like, are you going to get a, a, a? You'll get more, but is the haul going to be that much bigger now than it theoretically could be? It might be depending on how the market shakes out, but there is a much better chance that based on need, based on situation, that that you can find someone to pay more for him at the deadline. There just is, right? I mean, you're getting for a year and a half, and you're also you know that halfway into the season. Look, you obviously want someone for two years as opposed to a year and a half, but in terms of the market and teams bidding against each other, there's a, probably a better chance that there's a quote-unquote hotter market at the trade deadline when teams are, are fighting for a playoff spot or fighting for the World Series, and they know where they're at when you have a year and a half left. Yeah, but... I, I don't know. If I'm the Cubs and I'm at the trade deadline and the Cubs aren't going to be bad this year, they're going to be pretty good if they keep Chris Bryant. Are they really going to have the the, no, the gumption? The, yeah, to make that trade when they see a chance to win a World Series right in front of them. It's a great question. And on top of that, you're also taking the risk of, of if it does turn out to be a, a buyer's market as opposed to a seller's market at the trade deadline. If the Rockies decide, all right, we're out of it, we're trading Arenado at the deadline. Or if whatever else happens, like... Yeah, like it, it's a risk. It's a definitive risk based on how you play, how other teams play, what the market sets up as. But I do think that that having that that two years as opposed to if you waited till the deadline and he's a free agent at the end of the season, it just 
it makes it so much more palatable for for the Cubs to hang on to him until then. Is is kind of my point. Yeah, and I I, I, I get that. I just think that if uh, also like I don't know how much the third base market's really going to change between now and the trade deadline. Um, also, if you're the Cubs, if you have a if you have a sense that I guess I guess. It would be better for them if Arenado gets traded first, and then they could kind of just hold the other teams up for ransom. Yeah, um, big time. So that that's so that that's that's one route to go. But it doesn't seem like he's going to get moved. But still, I think that if they get an offer, they can't refuse. Which I don't know, man. Putting both Bowman and Kingery in a deal should get the Phillies close to a Chris Bryant deal. Well, it should. It uh, almost feels at this point like, why would you do that? Like, if you're not, it doesn't seem like the market is hot at the moment. And if you're not bidding against a bunch of teams, like, why would you go that far? Like, you know, at this point, it feels that way. But I'm not letting this get in the way of Bryant. Oh, we James. know, Jack. We know. Because, He's back. Because if, if you think I'm going to let this team just sit idly by and not try to acquire Chris Bryant to pair with Bryce Harper. And I don't know about you, James, but uh, when that MLB Network lineup came out the other oh, night. Buddy. The, the, oh, dude, you think I slept for the next three nights? I mean, imagine going to war every single night, 162, with with Kutch, Bryant, uh, Harper, Hoskins, Didi, Real Mute, whatever the lineup was. Like, whatever you want to make, it doesn't matter. As long as Bryant... Harper, Real Muto, Hoskins, Beebe, Kutch, Segura. Like like that's that's the best lineup in, in, in the NL. And that's that's how you that's how they built the 08 Phillies. I know I know people are so worried about like depleting the farm system and oh, we'd love to build the homegrown way. Like, yeah, of course you want to build the homegrown way. But guess what? Circumstances change. And there's only so many generational superstars that hit the market that a big market team should be able to afford. So I don't want to hear the whole, like, oh, I'd rather build a homegrown way. Well, yeah, cool. Guess what? You also tr- signed Bryce Harper and traded your best pitching pro- – well, I think he's actually the second best pitching prospect. Um, Ooh, for I like that take. For JT Real and Muto. So you opened your freaking window. You put yourself in a position to, to move this thing forward – and we've yelled about it all offseason. But for them just to sit by and, and just be like, ah, well, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, it's, it's frustrating. No. And the and a Chris Bryant trade changes it all. So, uh, High Hopes listeners, uh, last year, James and I, we called on you for a lot. I mean, too much, really, baby. We, we yeah, love yeah. you too much. Yeah. We, we really relied on the High Hopes listeners. And guess what? It's, we would it's be lost it without you. Let's be real. We would be lost. Oh, we'd be talking to ourselves, yeah. which we do. We would, we would, um, we would definitely do it. I mean, let's be real, but we'd be talking to ourselves, and I don't know. We'd, we'd see what happens. Um, but I guess you know, I'm not familiar with the the church, but Lent happens every year, right? I'm not familiar. Who you're asking the Jew? Really, you're asking yeah. the Jew about Lent? I have no idea. I know Yom Kippur happens once a year. I fast. That's all I got for you, Jack. Well, I mean, you're old. Don't you know stuff? <laughs> as far as my age has taught me, yes. I believe Lent happens every year. Okay. Well, guess what? Every year we're going to force Let's do it Phillies. again, baby. 
Let's go. Yeah, let's do it again. So, oh, so I, I, I am mean, once it again. It worked so getting... well the last time. Yeah, it was worked flawlessly. Last I mean, time. anyone saying, "Oh, no creative original ideas," I got no comeback. But <laughs> we'll roll with it. Yeah. Oh, I swear to God, dude, I woke up so... last time, you know, why, I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That, that's our... So I, I I, told you and I told the High Ups listeners and everyone that inquired about doing another Lent that I said, just give me one Phillies to their Phillies and Bryant rumor and I'm all in. And the other morning, I want to say Wednesday, I rolled over at my usual time where I just randomly wake up in the middle of the night at the exact same time, freaking 4.30 <laughs> in the morning. It is, it is so frustrating. I get so mad every single time. Like, I wake up at 4.30 every freaking morning. I roll over, and I'm like, again, 4.30? So so I roll over this time, and what do I see? Bob Nightingale, old reliable, <laughs> never doubted. Who else, who else could it have been? We should have seen this ne- coming. Never doubt Bob is what we call him here on the High Hopes Podcast. Yep. Also... Uh, friend of the pod, to be fair, friend of the High Ups podcast, Bob Nightingale. Correct. And a well-known Boris guy. So he comes out. 4.30 in the morning is when I see him getting texts. I'm getting DMs like, oh, it's time. It's time. And I laid there in bed from 4.30 to about 6.30, just raking my mind, trying to think of something else besides Lent. And guess what? I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) So we're back. We're We're doing Len again. And but but the wrinkle that the the wrinkle that I came up with is that not only am I giving up beer um, because, you know, you have to give up something that you love in in order to get what you love. Um, I guess that's how this works. I have also pledged to lose 21 pounds in the Chris Bryant diet. And the reason why it's 21 pounds is because it'll cost $21 million for the Phillies to go over the luxury tax to acquire Chris Bryant. Look at you. That's called synergy, James. (laughs) And and (laughs) I I would just like to think that me losing 21 pounds is the equivalent of $21 million. Um, So you have a very high opinion of yourself, but I appreciate it. Hey, someone's got to do it if you don't do it for yourself. <laughs> um, so I would just like, you know, we, we are doing Brian Lent, but also uh, the, the 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 21-pound pledge. Is that the word? Or is it the Bryant diet? I think the Bryant diet. Bryant diet's way better. I mean, can we be yeah, real? It flows. So that's the challenge that I'm taking down my personal pledge of John Middleton. Now, a lot of people said, well, you know, what if it what if it happens within the next week and you're not down 21 pounds in a week. Um, and I say to that person that this is my personal pledge to John Middleton. So he, so no matter what you're saying, you're losing 21 pounds, no matter what he steps up to the table and he pays the 21 million. I will lose 21 pounds. And you're going to feel like a real asshole when you lose 21 pounds for no reason. It's going to be, it's going to be rough. I ran 20 poles. Losing 21 pounds. Not bad. Anyways, listen, I need it at this point, but <laughs> this will be like the time after I won my second high school playoff game. Uh-huh. And oh, really? I won't. I never lost in high school. Oh, in, in the playoffs. Really? No one yeah, has ever Jackie, heard that. It's good to know. Jackie two and up, <laughs> and it was a it was a Monday. Our next game was on a Wednesday because we won the first round, obviously. 
and my coaches made me run 20 poles, which poles are like you run foul pole to foul pole, and it's like supposed to build your leg strength, even though I got to college and realized that running long distance is not the best way to do it. The best way to do it is explosive movements. Um, so I ran 20 poles, and it was awful, and I couldn't feel my legs, and then we lost the next day, and I feel like I ran 20 poles for absolutely nothing. I will never recover from having to run those 20 poles, and that's how I feel about this 21 pound diet loss thing that I'm doing. Wow. So you're saying you're going in already regretting it is kind of what, what you're trying to say, right? Is no, that- I'm, I'm going, I'm going in saying I need to lose the weight. I'm not excited about what I have to do to lose the weight. Yeah, I get that. I'm not excited. I will, I will, even though I think um, we may be, how do they say going to the well once too often. Um, I will, I will contribute to this Len as well. Um, I will give up something I love as well, Jack. Zoe. No, no. I'm a, I, I didn't say something I'm obsessed with, Jack. I will give up something I love, not something I'm obsessed with. Um, I will give up my uh, evening ritual. I'll just leave it at that. Your evening ritual? Yeah, I'm giving it up. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, you know, I got gotcha. you. Hey, I'll take a month off. I'll give it a chance. All right. Once the season starts, though, back in action. I'm giving you. I'm giving you a few weeks, John Middleton. Don't f it up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving. I'm giving a month. I. I don't. I don't know if I can go a month without. I don't. I. I, I'm a little nervous about this month, but I'm gonna do it. I'm giving it. I love. I believe. Really. I believe in this cause, Jack. And since we're talking about beer, I feel like it's a pretty good time to bring up the new official brewery of the. Hey. I'm like, this might be the most exciting thing in the history of the Habs podcast. It's up there. It's pretty high on the list, Jack. There's talk about, I mean, just a lot of excitement with the Habs podcast. It's really exciting. I'm legit excited. For this, for this to be on, even on your your Mount Rushmore of high host moments is, is saying something. So my dad uh, opened Fritz. up a brewery. Papa Fritz. Open up a brewery oh, lab so two weekends ago. So yes. So him and his him and his friend, uh, they open up this brewery. My dad's brewing all the beer. Um, it's very small and it's right next to a pizza place. So there's no food. Uh, but the pizza place obviously takes care of the food. We're just saying there's not like a kitchen in house. Uh, very small, good beer, good times. Love it. So the new official brewery of the High Hopes podcast is Four Fingers Brewing Company. Four Fingers. Uh, Solid name. It's, a, uh, it's name. a great name. It's a great name. Now that I now that I've been there the last couple weekends and it's doing surprisingly well given the little amount of uh little amount of uh you know advertising or getting the word out there we've done it's it's doing well. So um if you want give us some follows on uh Twitter at Four Fingers Beer, um Instagram at Four Fingers Beer and on Facebook at Four Fingers Beer. Um, we're hopefully going to be able to do some high hope stuff there, um, in the, in the future, maybe in the summer, have some hangout sessions. Um, but yeah, so if you're in the Aston area and you're in Delco, come on by, we're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, right by Newman university, um, 4,500 Aston Mills road. I just became the 24th follower. Of <sighs> That's awesome. I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Pretty stoked. Yeah. I, well, can we, okay. So here's my question. Can we yes. get like a high hopes beer, like an actual yeah. beer for the podcast? Is that what? If, what if what if we call it high hops? Oh 
you were ready for this. You saw this coming. You did not come up with that on the fly. That is the greatest. Did. did you really? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. I'm astounded. I'm uh, stunned. Like that is. I was going to might be the greatest thing. Say, that might be the greatest thing you've ever done in your life. Can we get a high hops beer? Can we make this I happen? I was going to say a high hopes IPA, but I like high, ho- high hops. High hops is amazing. High well, it's also is amazing. It's also like you know, it fits in with baseball. Yes, it's oh, it does the hot part. This is this is, please, it's pretty good work. Papa Fritz, let's make this happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we'll have some uh, some high hopes nights, hopefully. Okay. <laughs> in so four, four fingers beer at four fingers beer. I am the twenty fourth follower. If we are not like approaching triple digits. By I don't know next couple days after this pod comes out, I'm gonna be a little disappointed. I'm not lying, like slightly disappointed. I'm asking for much, Just, you know. Throw a follow that way. Is that fair? They're free. They're free. It's a free sure. follow. You don't have to pay to follow. Just follow. <laughs> right. I mean, right. And and look out for the re- release of the high hops. I'm IPA. so excited about this. I can't wait. <laughs> um, like the high hops beer. Should this come to fruition might be the greatest achievement of our life so i'm i'm really excited about this so the high well, beer. what a, what about getting what about getting bryce harper i mean that was pretty cool. <laughs> and chris bryant right um listen there's there's a lot of influence on this podcast uh, well one of us has some influence the other of us is uh just an old guy talking to his buddy um all right um Quickly, before we move on from Brian, my one thing, and I'm willing to do it, and I'm as we've discussed, I'm ready, but like the closer I get to seeing Alec Baum actually play in the major leagues, and the closer I get to the fact that the DH is coming to the National League, the more wistful I get about the idea about Baum leaving. Like, just make me feel a little better. Cause I get it. I'm good. It's Chris Bryant. I'm in, but like I'm starting to get a little sad about the idea that we just keep giving Alec Baum away. Like, it's like ah, take him. Let's go. I'm really excited about Alec Baum. And if they don't trade for Chris yeah. Bryant, like, that's going to be something we're, we're pretty pumped about is the idea of Baum coming up and contributing. Um, make me feel better about it while at the same time getting me excited about Alec Baum. Oh, I can't make you feel better. I, I actually, I know. I actually, I actually agree with you. Like, I, Here's the thing. I would have been heartbroken if they didn't get Bryce Harper. I would have been heartbroken if they didn't get Bryce Harper. I won't be heartbroken if they don't get Chris Bryant because I'm with you. Like I, I, I love Alec Bone. Like I, I, I love the idea of, of of building a homegrown team and all that stuff. It's just that when there's a chance to it's get the window a guy, thing. it's the window thing. It is, and and you hope that Alec Bone turns into Chris Bryant. And when you get the chance to get and and the third base concerns really do worry me. Um, I think eventually he'll be a first baseman slash DH whatever. But I think that I think that you hope that Alec Bohm turns into Chris Bryant and that you can go get Chris Bryant. He's sitting right in front of you as an MVP in 2016. And like if you look at the beginning of his career, if you put his first five years in perspective, like only I Gilio told me this tonight. There's only been 27 other players in MLB history that have had as good of first five offensive seasons as Chris Bryant. So that's what we're talking about when we're talking about acquiring Chris Bryant. Um, but and he's a light years a, better defender than Alec Baum. Well, 
his defense is better. Gone downhill, but oh, he's not but, a good uh, he's defender. Really but that's the point. He's not good, but Alec Bohm's so bad. Right. So Bohm, like, listen, I'm with you. It, I will. I will. I, we first off, we need to be at Alec Bohm's debut. I don't know what our work schedule is going to be, but. I need to be. I need to be there first. Oh, home we'll game. make it happen. I mean, he is a fr- again friend of the podcast. Uh, you know, friend of the podcast. Um, and, and 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 there's, I just hate some sometimes the prospect conversation because it's not even, it's almost not even worth talking about because there's certain people who are like, oh well, Don Brown was a prospect, dude. Watch Alec Bohm freaking hit. Also, see the difference. Also, <laughs> I hate those people. Like you're the worst people. Don't do that. Just. Listen, the the part of the part the one of the best parts about baseball, which there's so many great things about baseball, is talking yourself into your prospects. Um and, and Spencer, I, I believe that Spencer Howard and Alec Bohm are just two different level of prospects. Like people hear me talk about Spencer Howard and they'll be like, Oh, well, you also like Pavetta and I'll say, dude, there's a major like, difference. Come on. <laughs> There's a major Spencer difference Howard's in believing. Spencer a top thirty prospect in baseball. Like it's, I mean, like come on, like come on. Pave- Do people really Pavetta's say that a- to you? Is that a real thing? Yeah. Well, those people are morons. I'm sorry. And then- yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Um, but like, like there's a difference between guys that throw hard. There's a between believing on a guy that throws hard and has a good spin rate versus a guy that has three legit pitchers that he can get big league hitters out with right now. So yeah, no, I. I Again, I won't be heartbroken if they don't trade for Chris Bryant. I want them to trade for Chris Bryant because I think it gives them the best chance to maximize uh, Real Muto, Harper, and the rest of this core. So, um, but again, seeing Alec Bohm come up would be incredible. Seeing him turn into a star here in Philadelphia would be incredible. Um, I'm good either way, but again, he's an MVP. I think it's something you have to do if it's presented. Yeah, and I think the point you made earlier and, and kind of hit on again is is the real reason you make that trade is because you have Bryce Harper, because you have JT Romita, because you have this core of guys who you have committed to and whose primes are right now, right now. And especially Harper. I mean, you've tweeted it out multiple times and, and I, I, I've seen it within the last week from you, but like just the fact that that, that quote of Bryce Harper saying John Middleton will do whatever it takes to, to win or whatever the, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but like he's willing to go out and get the guys that we need and all that. Like it just feels like, like you can't lie to that dude. Like you can't like, that can't be BS. Like Bryce Harper is 27 years old heading into this season. It is his literal prime. We are in the heart of Bryce Harper's prime. Like just don't waste that man. Like that's what it comes down to. Like just don't, waste that like you don't go and pay Bryce Harper 330 million dollars to build a good team in his 30s you know like you don't you build a team around him now you go for it like you just have to so yeah yeah and you know yeah waste waiting until waiting to try to build this correctly and waiting until he's in his 30s like you're wasting the best of Bryce Harper and I know it's John this is directly to John I know it's going to cost a lot of money. I get it. It's probably going to cost like a like a, a contract extension of what seven seven one eighty ish for for Chris Bryant. Yeah, somewhere in the thirty to thirty five million a year range. Yes, but it's just it's it's just for the first like you know six years of 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 Bryce Harper's career here. So 
you know, just just you gotta suck it up for a little bit. You gotta suck it up. If you wanna be a big boy, you gotta be a big boy. Um, well, especially I, especially with like, here's the thing with John Middleton. Like, you did this, man. <laughs> You're the one who put those expectations out there. There are a lot of owners who do not come out and say, "I'm bringing an effing trophy back. I'm willing to do what it takes. I want to be the 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 big boy, the bad boy." Like you did that. You said that. This is not us putting it onto you, us projecting onto you and saying, oh, our owner, you know, we're Philadelphia, we're a big market, you should go out and spend. This is, you said it, you did it, you put this out there. You have to back up your word. You have to man up and back up what you said. I'm sorry, but this is your fault. This is uh, uh, your own doing. You have put yourself in this position where I'm sorry, man. Like, you got to back that up. You can't go on with Ansel freaking Gattaldi, the, the, like, dean of Philadelphia radio of all time and say, I'm going to do everything I can to bring the trophy back to Philadelphia and then not back those words up with your action. Like, you just can't. My favorite part about this whole thing is that like no Philly fan, Phillies fan has forgotten. Like no one's forgotten anything that John Milton no, ever said. No, dating, will dating, dating back to 2009 when he told Ryan Howard that he wants his trophy back. Like it's so funny. Like po- like poor John. Like, I, like Phillies fans just don't forget anything. Welcome it's to Philly, John. <laughs> also, <laughs> Welcome uh, to Philly, la- brother. Last thing on the Bryant thing. Did you see who he was hitting with today? No, who was it? The intro of this podcast, Bryson Stott. Oh, was he really? Yeah. They were, they were out in Vegas together. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. I mean, we could have the all Vegas boys. Oh, we could my have God. Stott. We could have Stott. Harper, Bro- Harper. Oh, my God. Let's go. Come on. Come on, oh. John. Dream with me. Dream with all of us, John. And if nothing else, like, just. Back up what you said. Like, I'm not asking for much. I'm not asking you to do anything you didn't say you were going to do. That's really what it comes down to. Like, just do what you said you were going to do. All right. Um, quickly, uh, before we get to the Roy Holiday of it all, because I want to get into that. But um, uh, really the only meaningful move I know, uh, I'm sure you have some thoughts on on Diolis Guerra, if I'm saying that correctly. You're the names guy. And, of course, oh, yeah. uh, I actually like the Anthony Swarzak signing. Um, I know it's a, a minor league contract, but I think he'll make the roster. I think Swarzak, a look, again, we've talked about it with the moves recently with Bud Naras, with Francisco Liriano, you know, store and um, Swarzak, to me, a, a very similar type of move, though Swarzak has had more recent major league success than a couple of those guys, certainly not than Liriano, but more recent than Norris, certainly more recent than Soren. Um, I think they're doing it for what it's worth, a nice job of bottom of the barrel hunting with some of these bullpen arms. I'm fine with Anthony Swarzak. Well, it's funny. Basically what they're doing is like, Hey, you can go out and try to get your big money, but when you have no offers, you can come here yeah. and, and you can sign a minor league contract. And we will, the thing, the, the thing that Phillies present to these guys is that they will give them the opportunity. Like you can't you can't really get that anywhere else to where you can get an opportunity totally. on a team that's to the point to, to the not just an opportunity to the point where you could end up the closer of this team. Like that's the thing is like every single one of these guys except Liriano who's a, a you know 
the the one guy we have a lot of confidence in in that role that he's going to be in. But like whether it's Storm, whether it's Bud Norris, whether it's Anthony Swartzak, like all of these guys have closed Major League Baseball games before. They have saves on the record. Like they are all guys who, and again, and Neris is the closer going into the season, but like. There is opportunity not just to have a, a consistent role here, but for that role to turn into something even better if you pitch well. So, yeah, I think it's a unique opportunity for a lot of these guys to be on a contending team and have a meaningful role. Yeah, and I think it's a I think with the bullpen for where we're at right now, I think it's a nice a nice mix of we're not just relying on young guys, um, and we also are kind of have bringing in some guys. That are that have done it before. I mean, Swarzak has closed before. I mean, he closed some games for the Mets a couple of years ago. So um, it's a it's a nice mix of not just banking on you know Edgar, Edgar Garcia reaching another level like um, like Garrett Clevenger, Connor Brogdon, uh, you know Olivero. Like it's not just relying on those guys kind of taking the next step and 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 going into a season just thinking they can get the job done. It's it's bringing guys who have done it before and and it, it it's kind of. It's a huge number. I mean, I hate the whole. Just don't. Just promise me you won't say nice after I say there's 69 people in camp right now. (laughs) It's so annoying. I promise. It's so annoying. They have 69 players in. They have 69 players in camp. Wait, did you say 69? Nice. Yeah. Say hey, you gotta say nice after that. But um, they like they have all those players in camp and like. Th- that level of competition should theoretically only bring the best out of the guys there. Like they brought in Logan Forsythe last week, and it's like I like Logan Forsythe for what he is. I like Logan Forsythe, that kind of guy. He's, he can mash left handed pitching. I like yeah, specialty well, guys like that. Like if you're gonna have those guys, like bring in someone who's really good at one thing. Like I'm okay with that. I would have rather kept Brad Miller, but. Um, but yeah, it's just they they have so many dudes and I just I like I like what I feel like this is has Girardi's fingerprints all over it cuz I feel like Girardi can come into spring training every single day and say, "Hey, do you want this job? Go get it." You know, I think he's such a good motivator um that when those guys come into camp, when there's the, the young guys, "Hey, young guy, go steal an older guy's spot." Hey, old guy, prove you still got it. Like, there's so there's a nice mix that I think the Phillies are going to get the best. They're gonna we're gonna be surprised, I think, by some of the the guys, some of the out uh, the the performances we I get from the you. guys that we have, especially in the pen. Like, I, two of these guys, whether it's Liriano and Norris, or Norris and and Swarzak, or or Storin and Liriano, or whatever it is, two of those guys are gonna be meaningful bullpen pieces for this team. They are. And can I throw can I throw my hat in the ring on the guy that I'm that I'm that I'm loving? Sure, which is funny because I thought you were gonna say, Can I throw my hat in the ring to be a meaningful bullpen on Phillies was what I, where I thought you were going. But yes, do something well, way more way more reasonable and rational. Well I sa- I sadly throw about as hard as Taewon Walker right oh, now. Man. So um <laughs> which is I Sorry Taewon Walker, I, I apologize for that. I wish, but I I'm a, I'm a big Reggie McLean guy. I knew you like, were. Oh, I, I'm 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 big on Reggie McLean because the funniest part about Reggie McLean is like he had a one five nine ERA against teams last year, not named the Astros, and had like a twenty four ERA against the Astros. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> it's not not interesting. I'll tell you that much. Hey, man. He throws hard. I'll take it. I mean, totally. I, I won't like. I was looking at the rundown today of all the players, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot about Robert Stock." <laughs> How is that possible, Jack? I know. I thought you I went know. to so, bed dreaming of Robert Stock. 
I know. You had stock so in stock, you might say. Yeah, I was buying stock. You were. It's a shame. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let me get let me let me get some uh, Dulis Guerra. Is that how it said? Is it Dulis? No, I think it's Guerra. I think I think it's, it's definitely Guerra. 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 It's Guerra. So Dulis. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's I don't, I'm not sure, but I figured the Guerra um, part was right. There, there's reason to be excited about him. Um, didn't pitch in the bigs last year, but the fact that he put up a 1.89 ERA in the PCL and struck out 34 percent of the guys in that league—it's crazy. Insane. It's crazy. I mean that that whole league's on steroids. I mean, just offensive and it's and it's thin so. air, small parks. Like it is the hitters' league. It just is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So for him to put up those numbers and um, just if you look at the Brewers forty man, like. It's a, good 40 man and they had to wave him so like the same thing as as christopher sanchez who i also can't wait to see uh just stealing stealing bottom of got bottom of 40 mans from smart teams i'm all about yeah uh that's market inefficiency stuff dude there's so many guys like Christopher Sanchez, I, I'm gonna weep the first time I see him watch. Uh, first oh. time I see him pitch. Like, that, there's just so many <laughs> of my. Dudes I was on waiting here. for the most absurd statement of the pod. Thank you, thank you for that. I'm going to weep. Damon. <laughs> I'm Damon Jones. I will be in tears when I see that guy pitch. Tears. <sighs> there's so many guys. There there's are a lot of so guys. guys. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the minor swing changes, the minor. I love you, Jack. You're the best. Mm. You're the best. I've honestly every day I wake up, I check Instagram, and I just wait for the next Nick Pavetta mechanic (laughs) breakdown I can do. All right. Well, speaking of mechanics, let's get to the last thing that at least I had on my docket to talk about. I'm sure you have like seven other things in your in your final thought note bag area. But um, speaking of mechanics, speaking of perfect mechanics, Ray Holiday, the Phillies announced this week. That they will retire the number thirty-four for Roy Holiday. You came in at the studio at WIP and told it to me, and my first reaction was like, "Yeah, Hall of Famer, sure." And then, kind of stopped, and and we talked about it. And it was like, he's only here three years. Um, he's a Blue Jay, first and foremost. Where do you come down on this? I I, I started off initially elated with the idea of I love Roy Holiday. Like, yeah, sure, cool. And then you start to step back and say, well, I mean, if they're going to do that, then that means they have to do Chase, right? They have to do Jimmy. They have to do Ryan. I mean, those guys meant way more, way more to this franchise than Roy Halladay did. But Roy Halladay's a Hall of Famer, and those guys probably aren't, probably won't be. Maybe Chase gets in. Maybe Jimmy gets in. I wouldn't bet on it. Yep. Um, where do you come down on Holiday getting his number retired by the Phillies and then the kind of effect of that moving forward for the Phillies and retiring numbers? Because right now, they're all Hall of Famers. Uh, listen, I am not, I'm not mad Roy Holiday is going to get his number retired. Like, I don't I, think anyone not, is. Like, let, let's frame no. it that way. I don't think anyone is like, screw that. This is an outrage. Like, we all love Doc. We all appreciate everything he did and, and – I am super happy that no one's going to wear his number again. I'm totally fine with it, but it does raise some interesting hypothetical type of questions. Well, I just think that if you're going to retire Hal, that you have to retire Chase, uh, Ryan, and and Jimmy. Like you just and you Hamels. have to. I know, I know you might, but I think if you're going to, I think Hamels has to be part of that group too. I guess so. I I, I get the <laughs> Hamels thing. World Series MVP, man. 
Yeah, also the World Series LVP right, in 2009. Right, but but man, he deserved that MVP in 08. And then they had to bring in guys because he wasn't good enough in 10 and 11. Whatever. I I, <laughs> I, 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 under, I understand the Hamels thing, sure. I I I I'm cool if he is not get his number. Uh, it's, I'm cool if he doesn't get his number retired. But like the weird part about the Halliday thing, and I I get it. But like Andrew Knapp wore number thirty four, like I know, <laughs> I know. Like thirty four has been handed out after uh, yeah. Halliday has hasn't been here, and and six eleven twenty six thirty five have not. Um, so if you want to put in Roy Halliday, I know this is just it's such a dumb argument, like, but it's also it's a it's probably my favorite argument. I honestly I love talking about retiring numbers me too it's because it, it, it's the modern version of because we, we're both annoyed with the hall of fame um but it's a modern hall of fame argument if you're going to retire roy i think you have to retire those three because those three were all-time 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 phillies and roy, this is like retiring roy Halliday's is almost like retiring to or jim Tomey. yeah and and not letting anyone wear that number ever again I, roy Halliday won a cy young here I he threw a, I, a perfect game. He threw a playoff no-hitter, one of two ever. He had real moments. Like, it's different from Tommy for that reason. Tommy was a great player, had a couple good years here, but it's different from Tommy for that specific reason. But I agree with the premise. And here's the problem is that is that all those guys are, are worthy of more than just the stupid wall of fame. Like, they're worthy of but, – but, going as far as retiring their number is just it's weird to me it's weird to me that it would be weird to me as a phillies fan going to citizens bank park 10 years from now and seeing holidays i'm retired but those three seeing some seeing some first baseman x wearing number six uh jack i'm a hundred percent with you i actually think it's kind of draconian that that it's just hall of famers like I understand, and I'm a big standards guy. I'm a big don't let people into the Hall of Fame who don't deserve it guy. Like, I, I am all for having a very high standard, a high bar for these types of things, but at a certain point, you have to step back and say, all right, forgetting whether they're Hall of Famers or not, what did they mean to our franchise? What did these people mean to the Philadelphia Phillies? And there are no three or four players, whatever you want to say, who have meant more to this franchise in the last 50 years, 40 years, whatever, since Mike Schmidt retired, so 40 years, there are no three players since then who have mattered more. Like, period. End of story. They won us our only title. They were the core of the greatest run in the history of the franchise. I'll say that again. The core of the greatest run in the history of this franchise. Like, I don't care whether they're Hall of Famers. Like, their numbers should be retired. It's just what it is. Yeah, and also, if you want to do the whole stupid Hall of Fame thing, maybe you should develop and draft better players. Like, yeah, true. <laughs> like, and again, also, like to be fair, like Utley and Rollins have real cases. Like, I don't, I don't think either. I, I actually, I'm one of the the few. I, I would say it's significantly more people think Jimmy deserves it more than Chase. I'm the opposite. I'm more of a peak guy. I'm more interested in in the highs than the longevity. I think both matter, but I think Chase Utley's more of a Hall of Famer than Rollins. But, like, I, I think either of those guys, if they got in someday, like, I wouldn't 
be mad about it. Like, they're close enough, especially with some of the people who've gotten in. I mean, look, Jimmy Rollins and Chase Utley are both way better than Harold Baines. Like, and Harold Baines is a Hall of Famer. So, um, I, I, maybe someday it happens, but it, it shouldn't matter in this case. It just doesn't. Like, they meant so much to this franchise. No one should wear their number again. I mean, imagine, imagine, imagine watching, imagine watching another number 11, 26, yeah. or, or six. six. It would just be weird. It'd be so weird. It'd be so weird. So, I'm with you. It seems like we're, we're pretty aligned on this. All right, Jack, um, what else you got? You got anything in the, uh, the note bag? Um, I would like to say that, uh, in seeing that, in seeing the uh, Super Bowl ads, and the cost to make one Super Bowl ad, you know, it would cost less to go over the luxury tax and make us all happy. But that's just that's just me, right? It's, I, I think it's not just you, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that's just me. Think about you know? that. I, I mean, mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like again, back to what we said before, but like, I think it bears repeating, like. John Middleton came out and told us all that all he cared about was bringing a trophy back to Philly. He, those were his words. That's not us saying, oh, we think he wants to win or, oh, he, I'm sure he wants to win because the owner, he told us, he said, I'll do what it takes. Like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, we all know what the luxury tax is. We all know what it costs you, literal pennies, like, for all intents and purposes. Like, like, you just... Not up, man. For lack of a better phrase, not up, John Middleton. My final, my final thought is a is a question. Which is a more, which is a more under talked about slash underappreciated moment in Philly sports? Ooh. The Earth's first down in the Super Bowl on fourth and one. Or the Pedro Feliz single to give the Phillies the lead in game five. It, I mean, I love that Feliz single. It's the Earth's play. I mean, it's. But no one knows who drove home the winning run. Well, in game, in game I would five bet you a lot of people on this pod, listening to this pod, the High Ups Nation does, because I certainly remember Pete Happy getting that hit. And I do think, I think more diehard Phillies fans would remember that than not. The thing about the Earth's play is. It's the most important play in that football game. And we talk about the Philly special. We talk about the Earth's touchdown. We talk about the Alshon touchdown. We talk about all the things Foles did. We talk about this, that, all this stuff. We talk about the Brandon Graham play. Like, the Brandon Graham play is literally the only play you could argue is as important as that fourth down play. That's it. And nobody talks about it like that. Nobody. We talk about the Earth's touchdown more than we talk about the fourth down. And, and making it, like, you watch that play again, like, like that play should have never happened. Like Nick Foles has to be Carson Wentz. Like Nick Foles has to like be someone who can evade a sack and make a huge throw in a big moment. And and damn it if he didn't do it. Uh, I think I think that when you and I someday, and obviously me way before you, uh, when you yes. and I are on our deathbed someday, and we're looking back at the history of Philadelphia sports, I think we're both still going to be like. Why don't people talk about that play more? Like, what the hell? Well, that was uh, way too much Foles conversation for this podcast. <laughs> you okay? Did you cringe a little bit? You're... I, I, honestly, you I mean, said like Foles three just times. Just talking about the best quarterback in the history of the franchise, but all good. It's disgusting. It's disgusting <laughs> when you say that. It's absolutely disgusting. Just, you know, facts. Honestly. Just facts. It's 
definitely not facts. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely know. not facts. Um, quick question, really quick question: How many quarterbacks? Up, oh, you know what? Let's rephrase. How many players in the history of the franchise have won a Super Bowl MVP? Just a quick question. Listen, man. Just because you, like pan- you like to pander to people doesn't mean I have to be subject to your pandering. What James just did right there is what he does. He is a panderer, and I refuse to pander to people. Yeah, That's sure. The, you know what I am? I'm a lover of greatness, Jack. And Nick Foles undeniably showed us greatness in the biggest of and moments. I, and I am a glutton for punishment, and I talk myself into players that likely won't break out so you can have your you can love your players i only like players that probably aren't good enough it seems that way i just like guys yep. who you know in titles i don't know all right sounds good <laughs> i threw you off of my nick Foles line which people won't hear because i'll edit it out because i know you hate it but yes, i totally I totally threw you for a loop with that one huh i didn't like it i know you really didn't <laughs> Uh, you're you're so you're so uh, risk averse, Jack. Risk averse. Not risk. I just know there's plenty of families that listen to this podcast. Yeah. They don't need to be. Uh, well, they don't need welcome. to be subject to you're Nick welcome. Foles conversation. All the families out there. You're I would. I would just take out the whole Nick Foles conversation. <laughs> all right, we done. Yeah, it's bedtime, Jack. Yeah, you're darn right. It it's is. late, man. We 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 brought it tonight late. So, mm-hmm. um, rate and review the podcast. It makes Jack so happy. And, uh, it makes me happy when Jack sends me the reviews to let me know. So, uh, please, please rate and review the podcast. It really does. And it helps people find the podcast, which ultimately, if you love IOPS, like we love IOPS, like we love you, you want to help people find the podcast. So, rate and review it. Um, that's all I got, Jack. Love you, buddy. That's all, all I got. It was a good time. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, he's Fritz from Seltzer. We'll talk to you later. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.